Neurobiologics proudly presents Season 2 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist and neuromean specialist. With Dr. Stewart's broad medical knowledge, we will discuss how he helps his patients with issues such as ADD, migraines, hormones, sleep, fatigue, methylation, autism, genetic mutations, and nutritional protocols. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage or cup of coffee, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. All right, everybody, and good afternoon, and welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins. I appreciate you joining us today, and we have a very special guest today. Her name is Radia Gleese, and she was on our show last year, and we decided to bring her back because she had a lot of great information. Hi, Radia. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. Happy, I am happy good. day. Yeah. Day. Happy gorgeous. fall day. I yeah, love where's it. Where's my coffee? I <laughs> think this is coffee with Dr. Well, Stewart. Well, that's my first question on any guest that comes in. Uh-huh. What kind of coffee, or do you drink? coffee I, I get water with dr stewart today. you get water with dr stewart okay now <laughs> yeah. we've had cocktails with dr stewart but yeah. not with yeah, dr stewart like me that. and you have but <laughs> we, we don't we don't want rotting on coffee no, it's not a good idea oh, okay you're one of those yeah. that just can't handle the caffeine no okay mm-hmm. gotta well, be decaf again we got that important question ladies and gentlemen out, <laughs> out there for everybody to know french roast yeah though, if you're gonna go oh okay yeah. a little oh, fancy uh-huh, fancy oh, yeah. pants huh yeah, yeah. okay well let me give you radia's background so radia gleese is the wellness director for martin's compounding pharmacy a great pharmacy three locations here in austin texas she is a certified clinical nutrition with a doctorate of sacred philosophy and pastoral wellness and master in education and nutrition a professional in the field of nutrition for over 25 years that's yeah, why I'm she getting is long here in the tooth. <laughs> yeah and she's only 29 it's amazing that's right. so roddy is as a resourceful innovative educator who strives to inspire all people young and old to make a lasting commitment to a healthy meaningful life through diet and lifestyle yeah. i like that yeah that's good i know that you've possess a deep understanding of healthy living through diet exercise mm-hmm. through your own experience experiences and then to a stress-free life which brings us to our show today right exactly so our show today is going to be on chronic stress and the effects that it has on the body and the brain okay because it, it can it can wreak havoc on you let me just give you a few quick definitions of different types of stress we've got routine stress which mm-hmm. is everyday stress related to pressures of work, family, just your daily routines that can cause stress. Then we got stress brought about by a sudden negative change, like losing a job, a divorce, an illness, even a death in the family. You know, those can, can wreak havoc on us as well. But the traumatic stress uh, is another one. Experience an event like a major accident, a war, a natural disaster, seriously hurt or you know, you were in danger of being killed. And I kind of correlate that with PTSD. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started with you since you're the expert. So, (laughs) Roddy, tell us what chronic stress is. Chronic stress. Well, you know, Kara, I teach and I do a lot of lectures and that's my favorite thing to do. And when I'm, whenever I'm teaching either my clients or my classes about what is stress, because there's, there's a lot involved in the neurochemistry and in the mm-hmm. hormones that are going on. And before we do that, especially because we're on the radio, so we can't see visually. So you're going to No presentation hear, slides. Right? So exactly. So I need you to use your imagination. And okay, I, really, I have one of yes, those. Gonna, good. <laughs> this is good. This is also a problem, which we're going to talk about okay, in a minute. Okay, oh, yeah. great. So, okay. So first of all, let's get some of the lineup of the words, the chemistry that we're going to talk about. So imagine in your head, you've got two columns. And on the left column is, this is the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. This is called the sympathetic 
right? It's also called the fight or flight. Most, yep. most people have heard of fight or flight. Yep. Now, the neurochemistry and the stress hormones, you've heard of cortisol, you've heard of DHEA, this comes from the adrenals. Mm-hmm. These are your uh, hormones that respond to our environment, respond to our stress. Then we've got the neurochemistry. You've got well, we've heard of adrenaline. Yep. We also call that epinephrine, norepinephrine, mm-hmm. dopamine. Yeah, we dopamine, talk about that all the time. Yeah, these are all excitatory neurotransmitters. Okay, now dopamine can also be an, an inhibitory, mm-hmm. but dopamine is it's what gets us up in the morning. It gives us motivation. We it like gives dopamine. Us, yeah, we like dopamine. <laughs> when we have sex, when we do things oh. that give us pleasure, there's a little oxytocin <laughs> okay, thrown in yeah, there. Whatever. Yeah. But anything that gives us pr- uh, pleasure... Okay. okay, or it, that's what excites us, right? That's dopamine. Then we have some other things, uh, histamine, glutamine. These are all on the on the left column, the excitatory. Okay. Then on the other column, this is on. Think of it on the right side. This is your inhibitory neurotransmitters. Okay. So these are your feel-good neurotransmitters. They inhibit all your excitatory. So they're things you've heard of, like serotonin, mm-hmm. GABA, and this is the central nervous system's rest and digest, parasympathetic. Okay. okay. Rest and digest. So here's the story that I want everyone, everybody, to imagine. All right. See a deer out in the field, in the meadow, and he's grazing, you know, and everything is beautiful. It's a day like today. Fluffy clouds in the sky, the sun is shining, birds and butterflies, you know. He's grazing on sweet clover. It's Bambi. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay, so there he is. He is obviously in rest and digest mode. Yeah. So here's what's happening to him physiologically. Okay. All right, and his entire digestive tract is open and ready to take in sweet clover. All right, so the gastric juice is flowing, blood is flowing towards the stomach, towards the digestive process, all, all of the sphincters are open, and um, heart rate is slow, his, uh, he's his lungs, he's chilling, dude, yeah. he's, and he's ready to lay down and take a nap afterwards. Okay, but, I bam, like that. Suddenly, a mountain lion comes out, Ooh. and... He switches rapidly from that rest and digest to fight or flight. Now, here's what happens to his body. All the sphincters shut down. Blood is now no longer going towards the stomach, but moving away. It has to move away rapidly, and we'll see why in a minute. So heartbeat starts to race. Our lungs start to breathe heavy to get oxygen into that blood. That blood pumps nutrients such as glucose and other nutrients, oxygen to the extremities, to his little deer legs and arms, and his antlers so that he's ready to fight or flight okay run away and in most cases he'll run away because yeah. mountain lion you better run yeah he doesn't have much <laughs> of a chance right okay so this is basically what happens to bambi now when he's done he can pretty much chill out he can he can stop he can rest for a minute and whatever now he's, once he gets away yeah once he gets away he we assume he's gotten away now to okay. live, a, live another cheery day the difference between him and you and I, and you said this earlier, is you have a vivid imagination. Okay. Okay. I thought you, it was a good thing. It, well, <laughs> depending on what you're be. doing, right? That's right. It can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. You talked about post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. The hypothalamus in the brain doesn't know the difference between reality 
and thought. Ah, gotcha. Okay? So we know, and I'll give you an example, and I want everybody who's listening, I want you to close your eyes and go into your kitchen, uh, take out a lemon, take a knife, nice big slice of the lemon, take that lemon slice, uh, put it in the mouth, swish that lemon juice around in the mouth. Now, I don't know about you, but I can barely finish the sentence because I've got saliva, right? So what's happening is, is that my brain is literally having a physiological response to a thought. That's kind of like me in hot sauce when I think about it. I love do it. Do you? Oh my God, I love it. My so do you have starts, a physiological Oh my God, response? my mouth, I, I'm like a, you know, a dog there it drooling. Gleeks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. I love it. Same thing happens, for example, with, with post-traumatic stress, for example. Mm-hmm. We've got our poor military coming back yeah. in droves that even though they are no longer under that stress, their memory is They're constantly responding. So they are having uh, uh, anxiety attacks, etc. Or yeah. it's all a matter of how you perceive your world more than the reality of your world. So, mm-hmm. for example, somebody who basically uh, thinks that the most exciting thing in the world is to jump out of an airplane, and there are other people who literally can't even get into an airplane yeah. without having a panic attack. So they're sitting on the runway, the darn thing hasn't even taken off yet, and, and what's happening? Panic. Their heart is racing, their lungs are breathing heavy, their palms are sweating, mm-hmm. they're having that sympathetic response, and all of that neurochemistry is responding even though nothing's happening in their reality now does this correlate to i mean you know chronic stress is is that something that stays with you for many many days here's here's what goes every time and it's this is an interesting thing too every time we have a negative thought now we think about our past Mm -hmm. uh, things that have happened we've gone through a divorce that sob who did this to me how dare him you know right (laughs) or we think about the fears of our future oh my god i'm gonna lose my job i can't pay my mortgage what happens where are my kids etc the hypothalamus doesn't know that you are not living that experience in that moment okay so this is chronic stress ah i get it okay how to exacerbate it well turn on the six o'clock news yeah all right that's wonderful or or go to a scary movie (laughs) right or go to horrifying turn on horrifying things on your television or facebook and see what's what's going on (laughs) in the world it can keep you in this state where your body does not know that you are not actually living the experience of isis or the experience of other things that are going on so even if something is not majorly Cata- catastrophic around you, your body, Bingo. May, your it mind is will not know that. Perceived stress that I will gotcha. still have the same chemical response. So, so, and I, I said this last week because I did uh, a lecture on six um, six ways to boost your kid's immune system. This okay, was all, all kids. that was part of our topic last week with right. the flu and allergies. And parents need to know that children's stress response is the same as an adult stress response. So it's relative. We as adults, we're looking at stress as Oh my God! You get cut off on the freeway. You have an adrenaline rush. Yeah. You know, or I'm I my job. I'm going to lose my job or whatever. Children, even though we as adults don't relate to that, mm-hmm. children may be uh, worried about a test in school. They may be. They bull- worry about their friends. They my seven year old social uh, yep. things. They yeah, may like, be. You're too young to right. worry about little Timmy exactly. that's not playing with you. Exactly. <laughs> but we as adults and we as parents have to be very mindful of the fact that it doesn't matter. They're still having that epinephrine, dopamine, norepinephrine 
cortisol DHA response. So it's the same as adults. And it will, we're going to talk about this later, but it really weighs heavily on the immune system. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the second part of the show. I want to get to, like, how can we manage this? How do we manage it? How do we manage it nutritionally, diet-wise, lifestyle-wise? And there's a lot of facts out there and tips. Right. First of all, breathe. Seriously. Breathe. No. <laughs> you know, well, we're going to have to breathe there in a minute because we got to go to break real okay. quick. All right. Breathe. Okay. So, Roddy, we're going to breathe. Okay. And then we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart. No two people are the same. Our health issues and our nutritional needs are as unique as our smiles. That's why our mission at Neurobiologics is simple. Provide quality nutrition that changes lives, one formula at a time. Developed through a collaboration with top U.S. physicians, each Neurobiologics formula carefully targets specific health issues. I can't tell you how much supplementation has helped our family. Being able to put back in their bodies what they were missing, we had dramatic results. We had focus in school. We had children that were able to sleep through the night. We had children that had their moods regulated. What we're interested more in neurobiologics is replenishing the insufficiencies that the body has in order to recover the underlying problem and reestablish the nervous system and immune system normal function. Each of us is unique. Shouldn't your supplement be too? Neurobiologics. We are changing lives one formula at a time. All right, and welcome back to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins. I've got a special guest here with me today, Roddy Iglese. Hello, Roddy again. We are on Episode 6, Season 2, talking about chronic stress and what it does to the body and the mind. Kids, children, Mm -hmm. everybody. Right, Roddy? Right. right. You were just telling us, you told us a great story with a little deer and, Mm -hmm. you know, about to be eaten by a mountain lion. What happens, you know, with the chemicals in the body? does not know the difference between reality and thought. Yeah, and that's interesting. So, you know, there could be a world war going on, but there could just be a world war in your head going on. Exactly. And there's no physical attack on you, but your your brain doesn't know the difference. And you are still stimulating all of that neurochemistry and all of those stress responses. Gosh, you know, and it kind of makes me wonder, too, about ADD. ADHD. Dr. Stewart always talks about those kids being on high alert, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many things going on around them and they don't know how to deal with it. So the focus is off. Yeah. And I mean, that seems to correlate as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, I had that problem as a child and obviously still do, but uh, dyslexia, ADD, ADHD, and the stress levels. And when I was growing up, of course, they didn't know what dyslexia yeah. was. So the stress level for me as a child was extreme. Of knowing that you're going to have to read and, or knowing yeah. that you're having oh, yeah. trouble. Or, or be, somebody might find yeah. out. They you talk know, about, or I might fail. Yeah, they know? talk about kids with dyslexia sometimes holding a book or just pretending mm-hmm. to, to read because they don't want to be caught. Oh, exactly. Something. Oh, no, yeah, it's That's terrifying. a whole other show. Yeah, it is. Well. It is. Um, but it's a common problem. So let's talk about chronic stress and the correlation to medical problems. That could be a lot, right? Now, remember, and the reason why I told this story, because digestion play such a role in this but i just told you with bambi what's happening okay so we start with digestion uh-huh okay it shuts off when we're on in stress it shuts off it goes in reverse so how well do you think you're not no longer producing a strong gastric juice makes yeah. you susceptible to GERD, That's why a lot of people get heartburn reflux yep. heartburn etc and by the way ulcers are not related to stress 
they're related to H. pylori, but they can be exacerbated yeah. by stress, especially if you have if you have a weak gastric juice, that's your front line of defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so bacteria and other things that we ingest cannot be destroyed by a weak gastric juice. Ah. That weak gastric juice also, we have that sphincter right above the stomach. Mm-hmm. That sphincter is held tight by a strong hydrochloric acid strong gastric juice when it's weakened that sphincter opens up and And goes in reverse and this weak acids go up into the Ah. so you're getting esophageal uh gerd and and other problems well that's just digestion now remember i do a lecture on how the body works and to me coming from a nutritionist standpoint it all starts with digestion oh yeah we've talked about that on mention exactly because you have to have healthy gut flora for immune system support you have to have healthy feeling good gastric juice you have to have healthy enzymes production you have to have healthy gut flora you have to have so you're no talking about probiotics enzymes yes. prebiotics everything good whole bowel shebang. function all of that to detoxify and if you can't digest for example if you don't have enzymes hydrochloric acid you can't break down your proteins guess what your proteins make everything ah. including your stress hormones yep including your sex hormones including your neurotransmitters serotonin so you're just dopamine. a big heap of mess exactly you're okay. a mess. so there you go so you can't digest yeah we know also High blood pressure is correlated well with it. look what it does we when we're under stress we need to get blood to the extremities so heart starts to race so you've got possibly some tachycardia going on mm-hmm. you've also got to get it fast in order to do that you've got to raise blood pressure to squirt it to the extremities right so blood pressure can be increased you can also have an issue with pre-diabetes or diabetes 2 yeah because you're producing glucose to get to the extremities Mm -hmm. but then you're sitting in your armchair watching the six o'clock news you're not running around the block being chased by a pterodactyl exactly so you don't use the glucose so it recirculates in the blood and there you ah, go there so you that's go. going to stimulate insulin and insulin well, the, resistance well then that brings me to my next question so i i've always wondered do men or women suffer more it depends on because women think, are worry wars i think that we, they, are, we tend to be yeah well men can be they can too but men you know, you can be that about, way too maybe men don't tell us that they're worried well here, yeah right <laughs> right you know and, everything's fine and i think it's they fine. do but i think what men do is they suppress yeah those emotions women actually we'll get it out <laughs> you know exactly they cry oh, which is a gosh. stress release yeah. by the way um they cry and they moan and whatever and men don't so they hold it in so men are more vulnerable and susceptible to cardiovascular disease heart disease, things like that. Women are more vulnerable to hormonal-related disease. Mm -hmm. Now, And you'll see women who are dealing with things like PMS, and they're dealing with dysmenorrhea. Well, yeah, we got that on top of everything else. Well, on top of it, and it plays a role in it. Mm -hmm. Because as you said in the beginning, you have several different kinds of stress. And it's not all bad. Um, Stress is important. It's what literally, for example, an Olympic athlete... What they're doing to their body is very, very stressful, yeah. although they are building up to be able to manage that. But you'll look at, for example, a, a woman athlete. Uh, usually she'll stop having a period. Oh, yeah. And much yeah. of it is that... The hormones kind of shut down. The, the hormones shut down because if you're, under, if you're under that yeah. much stress, it's like Mother Nature saying, hey, it's not time for you to be having this babies. This is not normal. That's right. So you'll see hormonal issues with PMS and then uh, women who get into menopause, postmenopause, yeah. perimenopause, then then this is where things like diabetes um, and weight gain, weight gain and yep. all of these other problems become, you know, on the 
on the board. And this is stress-related. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that kind of leads me into, you know, we talk about methylation on the show all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people have a methylation weakness, MTHFR, yeah. MTRR. You know, do you feel that people that have, that are poor methylators may be more prone to stress or chronic stress? Okay. If now, they don't have the proper methylation support? Well, now, when you say proper methylation support, so you've got two kinds of methylation. You've got over-methylators and under-methylators. And you'll see now, we've, we've told the story, we've got our two columns, mm-hmm. right? Our two columns of neurochemistry there. All right, so with one who is a over-methylator, mm-hmm. this means that their uh, methyl group and their folic acid are out of proportion, the methyl being higher than the folic acid. Mm-hmm. What happens is that is going to still lower. requires the same kind of treatment, though. Typically. No, it, it requires. Doctor Stewart a talks different. about that all the time. The, the, okay, it so does. It's not real common for overmethylators, but the undermethylators are the concern. It does, but here's what happens with the relationship with stress. With that, say mm-hmm. for example, if you're an overmethylator, then more than likely because of that lower histamine, you're going to stimulate norepinephrine, epinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin. Mm-hmm. These are the people that um, respond to stress more with anxiety, mm-hmm. okay? Anxiety, sleeplessness, etc. On the other hand, and th- those are the people that you want to give folic acid, B12, yeah. B6. That's what I was saying. It's, it's still a correlated treatment because, you know, they are... they're. They're not methylating appropriately. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you um, have to give them the appropriate methylated vitamins. Exactly. On the other hand, if they're under-methylating, mm-hmm. then basically you want to um, you want to give them things like inositol, mm-hmm. methionine, um, SAMe. Everything that's in like our mood plus and everything right, that's in exactly. our full focus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because those you are want the to things, stimulate dopamine. The you want to turn it over. Mm-hmm. Those yep. are the support that they need because their their epinephrine, dopamine, serotonin is low. And it's interesting because methylation and those go hand in mm-hmm. hand. I mean, and those are the people that have a tendency to respond to stress more from a depression. Ah, gotcha. uh, More from a place of lack of energy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get up in the morning. Remember that dopamine gets us up in the yep. morning. And when that is low, they they don't have motivation for life. Yeah, you know, but it's still a stress response. Oh yeah, yeah. I see. It's I just love how things correlate. I know with everything. Right. I mean, every episode we've done on hormones and thyroid and this, it and all that, comes it back. all comes back yeah. full circle. Comes back. Well, let me that. talk about a little bit about. So you know, you're in a pharmacy. People I, come in for medicines mm-hmm. that that can lower stress. Yeah. I mean thoughts on that you know are you more of a natural proponent or for well that's what i am that's what i yeah. do i mean i'm the wellness director for for that pharmacy so um i don't i don't deal with the drugs i leave that up to the pharmacist ah, gotcha. to do okay. to do that but my end is either to do uh supportive nutrients because very often when you're taking those drugs you're going to have a depletion t- yeah depletion in those nutrients yeah or if i had my druthers i would keep them off the drugs in the first place and go from a natural perspective if we can now sometimes yeah. you can't sometimes they're too far and they need a little bit of support yeah dr stewart talks about <clears throat> on last week about statins you mm. know and then how that depletes certain mm-hmm. nutrients and and levels in the body and you have yeah. to support nutrition and and a 
uh, uh, antidepressants yeah. and other things that people are taking because they've been prescribed really because of stress symptoms, mm-hmm. either depression, anxiety, insomnia, well, we which just we talked just talked about. about yep. Right. So they give them an antidepressant. Well, those antidepressants will also deplete you from, ironically, <laughs> from the very nutrients that you need yeah. to be able to give you that support. So I'm all for either complimenting with giving them su- support or if they have If they're going to stay on it. Yeah. Or if they haven't gone off the deep end too soon, then I would prefer to take the nutritional approach. And Well, that leads me to my next question. Yeah. Give us a, a day in a, a wellness visit with Roddy. Oh, yeah. A wellness okay. visit. You know, <laughs> I'm coming in. I'll give you an example. I'm coming okay. in and I'm stressed out. Yeah. Maybe a little depression, maybe anxiety as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, I've had both of those. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I'm a woman and I, I really don't know much about nutrition or anything. So tell me what I would go through with you. Well, it depends. So I'm on the floor and I'm I'm at uh, the Lake Hills Pharmacy from 130 to 630 daily, Monday through Friday. Okay. So you can see and me you're on a great the floor. resource when you walk in. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody's no, I, trying to a, grab her. A lot, you guys a lot of, with this? Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, Kendall's uh, patients come into our store, and I love them because yeah. they're one, they're educated, which oh, is yeah. very cool. They better be, I takes guess. A right? lot, takes a lot of work <laughs> off of me, but uh, but then I I help to to help them find what Doctor Stewart wants for them and explain to them a little you know deeper. a little bit deeper yeah. of what is this for and what what is this going to do. So on the floor, that that's typically. You know, I, I obviously I'm so anybody could walk in and, and need yeah, to get some assistance. Okay, but then if you come and see me as a client, then basically I'm kind of like a, uh, a Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so I I will spend. You don't at look least, like him. No, thank God, <laughs> thank God. I might be as old as him at this point. But no, I um, basically will spend anywhere from an hour, it, depending on the complexity of the case. Sometimes it'll go longer than that. Um, where I will ask you, I will bombard you with so many questions, questions you won't even know. And but that's and good. You, you need that. See, this is the thing. This is the important thing. As opposed to just kind of getting your symptoms and and giving you or prescribing you some sort of supplement or diet regimen, I want to know where are you at emotionally? Mm-hmm. Where are you at physically? Where are you at in your life? What are you doing? Are you happy? Are yeah. you sad? Are you sleeping? All of these things tell me what your stress levels are. And then and you get into the blood I'm, work and all yes, the other stuff. I'm actually more interested in looking at your stressors mm-hmm. where are you financially where are you with your husband or wife where are you with your family has there been uh, because a they may not trauma even in your it. life they don't but I'm looking for that okay because that tells me much more than just looking at blood work well that's good to know so she spends a lot of time with you yeah we've run out of time uh, I, this happens no. to me every single show really goodness gracious but you, I do want to say this really quick <laughs> okay go ahead okay October November December is stress stress months it's the holiday okay. stress we're giving a special for people who come in to any of the stores I'm about to have a meeting with my other practitioners we are going to be doing uh, stress tests okay which that's going to be a cost but we are not charging them for the consultation and the recommendations. Well, that sounds like a good I know, plan, right? a good deal. Yeah, so well, come see us. Ladies and gentlemen, the, every, you've heard that straight from Radia's mouth, so you can go into any of the Martin's Compounding uh, Wellness Centers. And Radia, visit her website at advancedhealthinstitute.com, or you can come to neurobiologics.com or coffeewithdrstewart.com and find her information. We thank you for joining us on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, and have a blessed and wonderful Sunday. That was so fun. Thank you. You're welcome.
This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition. 